Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Heel Turn, our live weekly wrestling show in the official podcast of Pro Wrestling Not Cool. Step on the gas? Step on the gas? It's that's just the gas to the ultimate thrill ride of WrestleMania. I no, I'm not. I, I got nothing. We are here to talk about WrestleMania, the ultimate thrill ride. I mean, not really. We already talked about that on Monday, so we'll. But I guess we'll talk about it a little more. Of course, we'll talk about the but, raw, the raw after Mania. Hell yeah, we are. And what else are we going to talk about? SmackDown Live after Mania. That's a thing now. The 205 Live after Mania. Yeah. The NXT. Before Takeover, yeah, that one's still a little weird, but it was all right. And everything else is going on in the wrestling world. I'm Owen. Of course, that's John. That's me. And of course, we're also joined by everybody out there in Internet Land. Isn't that cool? It's not cool. We're streaming live over mixler.com/slash/zonecast. And uh, before we begin the podcast, I just like to throw out there, um, in light of uh, recent YouTube controversies going on in. Uh, the, the leftist circles here. I'd just like to say there for uh, for fellow fans of of uh, H-Bomber guy, if you're feeling dejected by his uh, supporting supposed threatened rapist, uh, hey, guys, I'm an intersectional leftist. I have a Patreon. It's at patreon.com slash PWC. It's for this website, and you should give us money. Way to just dive right into the news before we get there. And I'm not – I don't – support people that threaten to rape my trans friends because that's not a cool thing to do especially when your whole thing is like i'm taking back sjw feminism for cool guys while being a white british man we're just starting real hot on this episode aren't we look man this is the controversies in the youtube world that matter or at least matter to me because i really like h bomber guy and i'm really fucking upset about this that sucks but we're good people you and I. We are good people, and we have a Patreon. So how about instead of giving those Jamokes money, you give us money instead so to sh- talk about wrestling and sh- do cool things. Should we get right into the news then? I mean, I don't know if that's really news as much as it's just shameless self-promotion, but let's do it. I mean, it is news, so let's get right into it. I'm still saying it's shameless self-promotion. Way to talk over the, the jingle, John. You, it was your fault for playing the jingle. I queued it up, I said the thing that I say, and you kept talking. You shouldn't have played it. I was like, don't play it. It's not, this is shameless self-promotion. It's not news. Well, it is news, because, John, wrestling coverage has changed forever. And by that, I mean, now you can pay us to do what we're doing. It's not just cool, it's give us money. I mean, you could be, you could say it a little nicer. Like, it's not just cool, it's please give us money. That, that works. But yeah, it's at patreon.com slash PWC. And uh, you can give anywhere from a dollar to infinity dollars every month to get behind the scenes access, exclusive podcasts, opportunities to be a guest on the pre show, and a bunch of other cool stuff. And so much more! But yeah, it, it seriously helps us continue to do what we're doing, because we've been doing this for free, and it takes a lot of time and a lot of work, and we'd like to be able to do more of it. Yeah, I'd actually like to be able to you know, focus on doing writing stuff and not have to worry about, hey, how am I going to get money, and I should probably do things that will pay me rather than the thing I do for free and enjoy, but I 
can only sort of justify it at times because I'm I'm broke and need money. Well, now I, it's I need a, money. Now it's a paying gig, John. I need money. It, it's a paying gig now. Where's the, the money? Our our great listeners and readers can now chip in a dollar or so every month and help us out to keep doing what we're doing. It's true. So we appreciate everyone who does it. And we, we love will, you all, and you'll get pictures of my cat. Yep, and, and also we'll keep posting all the content that we put on the website onto the Patreon page, including the exclusive stuff like the show notes for this very episode. Whoa! Which are pretty good so far. But uh, let's get to other news, John. It's not just good, it's dot notes. Nope. Is that a URL? No, it's not. Let's call ICANN. We can make this happen. John... That URL you said is about as real as what happened on Sunday when they announced the Citrus Bowl attendance record during WrestleMania. Hooray! Because let me just tell you something. As it always is with WrestleMania, that number is complete bullshit. What? To the point where they didn't even have more people than at WrestleMania 24. Jeez. Really? Well, they had a big stage and a giant ramp was blocking things. The setups have changed, John. They they did not fit in more people than at WrestleMania 24. So it's not like a matter of they... of. Sorry, I, I don't know why I lost my train of thought here. It's not a matter of they couldn't fill... Like, they... No one wanted the seats. It's a matter of they just couldn't fill them. I guess. Or maybe people... It, maybe it didn't... It probably sold out. I don't know. I find, yeah, it's the thing is I find that kind of hard to believe when I feel like also there's no way the show doesn't like sell out, right? Unless, here's the thing. Maybe, if it's not selling out, that's kind of a problem, isn't John, it? Maybe it sold out, but they just didn't all show up. You'd be surprised. A lot of people at WrestleMania 29 had seats in front of me, did not show up. And that's how I got my chair, because I stole it, because no one was sitting in that chair in front of me, and it was mine. All right, then. So, who knows? Point is, kayfabe numbers are bullshit. Also, it's not the Citrus Bowl anymore, so what what the fuck are they doing? Better than calling it the Camping World Arena. World Camping Stadium. Nope. It's fine. But yeah, I just wanted to point out that, once again, the numbers Camp of the Saints. Nope. Uh, do Do you want happy news? Sure, yes. Anything to make me forget about Steve Bannon references. Uh, Jim Ross uh, called the main event for WrestleMania. He did! He also signed Oh, what a main event it was, am I right? Nope, don't want to talk about it. But he signed a two-year deal with the WWE. With select dates. Hooray! So what does that mean? I think he's going to call main events of certain pay-per-views. I don't think he's going to be doing a full-time thing. Okay. You know why they're doing this, right? Because Jim Ross doesn't have much to do now that he doesn't have a wife? God, no. John, come on. I'm I'm not being a dick here. I honestly don't know. Because ITV over in the UK are starting up that wrestling thing, and they were trying to get JR. It's why the UK people got signed 
is to stop them from having talented people because Vince McMahon is an asshole. That's odd. What, that Vince McMahon is an asshole? Oh, no, that makes complete sense. I The thing with ITV is that they're a major network in the UK. They're trying to get into the wrestling thing, getting a bunch of big independent talent from the UK, and also trying to get big commentary people, which is why they went after Jim Ross. So, to avoid that and make sure that they fail, Physic Man hired Jim Ross and also hired all those United Kingdom people for that tournament that went nowhere, but now maybe is going somewhere? But maybe not? And it also kind of doesn't make sense because, like, why is any of this happening when, like, they don't really do all that much in Europe except for they show up sometimes? Television rights... That's why. They I mean... Want, they want that market. I feel like it's they're not in any real risk. Uh, they are. Because ITV is a big fucking deal in the UK. Just saying that this is, this is a, a threat to the point where Vizic Man needs to make these moves. And also, they're moving forward with the UK people. Which I'll talk about... On 205 Live. Because they, they, they did a thing with them. And let me talk to you about another uh, signing. Speaking of WWE signing people. Uh, they signed uh, Drew McIntyre on Saturday. The chosen one. He is the chosen one. You weren't around during that time. but I remember seeing him in WWE All-Stars. And being like, who's this loser? Oh. Well, he was Drew Galloway in the Independence in... in the out promotion for a bit. But well, I knew that, and also in the Evolve promotion. Which he's wrapping up, but uh, do you know the deal with Drew McIntyre? I know that he's one of 3MB and therefore the best, but do go on. Uh, the deal was signed on Saturday. Like, okay, b- so like right, like right, right before, before TakeOver, takeover. basically. Yeah. So it was like a very last second thing to get him on the TakeOver show. And do that whole thing of him in the crowd. And also, they're doing NXT tapings tonight, and he is on that. Which they said was going to happen on the show tonight. Yes. So, things are moving fast in WWE this week. But I'm excited to see what Drew McIntyre does. There's now a 3MB member on every single brand. Reunion when? Reunion WrestleMania 34. No, now! Gotta make you wait for it. No! Well, maybe two of them will get together on the, uh, on the Superstar Shake-Up that's happening. Which I'm sure we'll be talking about later in the show. <laughs> so, with all these people being signed, do you want to hear a sad thing? Yeah, sure. Uh, I don't know today? if it's actually a sad thing, but we'll get to that. Earlier today, Simon Gotch got released. Oh, no! I liked him. So, here's what I want to talk to you about. So, I've been reading some some things, and according to the dirt sheets, uh, it sounds to me like there's a lot of talk going around that Simon Gotch is kind of unpopular around the locker room because he does things like... 
it sounded like he had some heat in the locker room from for doing some Sinkara bullshit and being an asshole. Do you yeah, know anything was, about this? Yeah, that was like years ago. Sinkara and him are not on the same roster anymore. It sounded like it was still going on, though. I assume an incident must have happened over the weekend. That's the only time they would be together. I'm, I'm not saying I'm not saying like a him and Sinkara got into some shit. I'm saying like he pulls some Sinkara style shit. I don't even know what that means. Well, I mean, it's all the talk is that like Sinkara is constantly like starting fights with people oh. and just being an asshole. I've 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 heard he's unpopular. I haven't heard any reports about starting fights and stuff, but it's a it's a bummer for Aiden English. Like, oh I, yeah, no, definitely. Because yeah, this dude's just broke today, so I haven't had a chance to have anyone tell me what the details are. So maybe next week I'll have some information. But as of right now, I just know he got released. Aiden, it sucks for Aiden English. We'll see what they do with him next week during the shakeup. No idea. And uh wanna get back to happy news, uh we'll end it by talking about how your brand, Monday Night Raw, drew almost four million people on Monday. Whoa, that's a number. It's really high. For Raw. That's really good. I'm, it's better it's better than the Raw at the Mania last year. Well good for it. Also WrestleMania last year was bad. Yeah. But yeah, it's good for them. I, I assume it has to do with the Hardy Boys. Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. And I believe that is it for the news. Now, uh, it, we're not going to talk in detail about NXT TakeOver and WrestleMania because... If we did a show on Monday! Yep, it's it's in your audio podcast stream if you subscribe on the iTunes or your favorite RSS reader, which you can also do over at ProWrestling.cool. It's a website that's really great and we run. Did we mention we have a Patreon now? John, are you okay? You're just yelling a bunch of stuff. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I, I kind of blacked out there for a second there. Did I go into ad pitch mode? Oh, yes, you did. Oh, well, you know, it happens. But yeah, check that show out. Rhythm Bastard pops by, Mistaken pops by. We have some... And you get to hear us say a few things about the shows coming up for Raw and SmackDown that now we're on the other side of, and now we know the actual information. So let's talk about the Raw After Mania. It was a television show! Thank you. Anything else? That's about it. I mean, I heard that the crowd was raucous. The crowd was the Raw After Mania crowd. Okay, so let's talk about the most important thing to happen on this week's Raw. Oh, of course. It was the part where uh, Michael Cole said, oh, they're having fun. Uh, You mean the part where Corey Graves said Bizarro Land? Of course, because that makes because that's what it is. It's not people actually having opinions that are popular but not WWE's type of popular okay let's just cut right to the chase here 
So. We've been talking a lot about this crowd and how raucous it was and how they didn't want to follow the rules that WWE that WWE likes to set up of how you should behave at a wrestling show. Like, say, for example, chanting fuck that owl during the Hardys match. They also said fuck you, Roman. Oh yeah, that was that was much more prominent. We'll get to that soon. But oh yeah, the the fuck that owl though. That was quite something there. I mean, to be fair, fuck that owl. Yeah, that owl sucks, no lie. Like, it's not like it wasn't deserved. What I'm saying is, though, the thing we need to talk about is... Oh, and they're not broken. What's going on? They're not broken. Oh, we're talking about the Hardys? Why aren't the Hardys broken? Did you Did see you... Raw after Raw Talk after the show? They, they weren't broken. I know. Did you see Matt Hardy's Twitter? I, I saw him talking about King Maxwell. So he also talked about what the deal is. No, I didn't. He said that, you know, being around that environment, you know, being back home, being with that crazy crowd at WrestleMania, it has contained their condition. But he said he doesn't know how long that's going to stay. Fuck that. Fuck that. Nope. I hate it. I hate it. That's bad. That's not what I want. That's bad. John... They need to take their time and introduce what this is to the WWE crowd. All they I mean, I'm with you, they the do, but what if it doesn't happen? What if WWE is actually worried that, like, fucking this Anthem lawsuit is going to be something meritous, and that, like, you know, they're just going to be like, well, the Hardys are popular being the Team Extreme thing, let's just stick with that. You know what happens if that happens, John? They get deleted. Uh, yeah, I don't give a shit about the Hardys, and you can enjoy them on the Monday nights. Well, no, because that's not what any of us want. Mm-hmm. John? What? You, you, are, you, are you calm down now? No. Why would I be calm? Because you're not broken, or are you? I'm broken if they're if they're fixed by money. I mean, money fixes all problems. If the money was the th- all it really took to fix them, I'm gonna be pissed. Well, also lawsuits. Da! I'm just saying, give it time. I do not trust, and I am sad. If by SummerSlam they're not broken, then we can just throw this all into a dumpster. We need to burn it down. Not yet. Give them time. Maybe it'll take sanity to show up to drive them to be broken. Who knows? Better happen. Also, um, Mashdown Babylon in the chat says another thing Matt tweeted out after Raw is that the chance felt like some sort of trigger. So, again, the condition's contained, but if the people keep chanting for that stuff, it may cause them to re-break. It's a good point there, but I'm, I'm just saying I need my brother Nero. Give me the brother Nero. People need to be made obsolete. It needs to happen. Hey, John, I can say something that'll upset you. What? What if they call up Cassius and his brother Hero? I'm actually into that. Okay. I'd, I'd be okay with that. 
I, I, I mean, Cassius Ono is kind of obsolete at this point. True. That feels mean, but whatever. I'm, I'm, it's my story and I'm sticking to it. Okay, fair enough. So we'll, again, give the Hardys time. We'll see how this goes. Speaking of people that should be made obsolete, let's let's talk about the most important thing that actually happened on the show. The actual most important thing that happened on the show, and that was the that opening segment, man. My God. Has Maybe there pe- ever has there been a more perfect WWE segment in a long time as that? Um I mean CM Punk's uh things that he did during the whole, you know, is it real, is it not stuff? The pipe bomb and all that. True, but I don't know, because I feel like there's nothing that encapsulates just, like, the wonder of a wrestling crowd and being in that environment more than, let's open the show with, like, two to three minutes of people just chanting for The Undertaker because they love him, and they're so thankful for everything he's done in the past, like, 26, 27 years. Fucking Roman Reigns comes out, spends 20 minutes, like, 10 minutes getting booed and not being able to say a damn thing says five words, gets even more heat from the crowd, and leaves. It's beautiful. It's wonderful. It was everything that needed to happen after that goddamn travesty from Sunday. It's the best thing Roman's ever done. It is honestly Roman's best work. I mean, and as I said in the column, uh, the about last night, that you can read over pro wrestling, like, cool, cool. One thing I worry about here is that it kind of feels like they're hedging their bets and still having Roman be a face and just being like, well, you know, they're going to hate him for doing this for a little while. But like, you know, like something that Jerry Lawler said on Raw Talk was like, you know, oh, it's good to see Roman go out and take his lumps. Like with the position and kind of being like, yeah, of course he's going to get this reaction from the crowd. It's understandable, but kind of not fair in a way. And it's like, no, but it's Roman Reigns. Like, people need to realize that he headlined the last three WrestleManias. Yeah, he did. He almost beat Brock Lesnar. He beat Triple H. And then he ended the career of The Undertaker. And in every single one of them, and I don't mean to cut you off here, but I feel like it's important to, to acknowledge once again, that in every single one of these matches, Roman Reigns was extremely unpopular. It's like this is a long build to him being the ultimate heel. But the thing is, John, that I worry that if they actually turn him, then he's not actually a heel to that audience. Like, if they keep it up as saying that, oh, the company's pushing him as a face, that actually makes him an even bigger heel. So I think they're handling it just right. Have him keep fighting these heels. Keep having him position as he's the top guy. And the crowd will just hate him even more. It's really smart, actually. I don't know, because, like, I feel like at the end of the day, it's just going to keep being more of this of this bullshit where I, I feel like they're not really wanting to commit and they're wanting to toe the scene a line of, like, well, if we just keep at it, there'll be some people that like him because he doesn't give a fuck and he's just like, oh, I'm the, the stone cold guy. I'm too good for any of this. So whatever. Like, I feel like they're hedging their bets too much. 
but I feel like it's intentional because it's actually drawing the heat. Like, this, the way they're booking him is why we're so mad. Being intentional doesn't mean it's good, though. I mean, it's working. He's the biggest heel on Monday night and on Sunday. But it was also working a long time ago, and they didn't actually need to, like, do anything to make it work more, which is why I'm like, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll see what they do. We'll see if he even is on Raw anymore after next week. Because we should probably talk about that. Yeah, sure. I mean, we can. I don't know what else there is really to say. Like, you know, they're doing a, a roster shakeup next week, so. It's not a draft. It's not a lottery. It sounds like it's going to be trades. Okay. So, I'm excited. Because that means it won't just be random people switching brands for no reason. Like, they'll actually have to put logic behind it as far as WWE can put logic into their Yeah, story. this is WWE. They'll do what they do, which is, I don't know, this seems cool. But uh, at the end of the show, you and I are going to do a little mock uh, superstar shake-up and see if we can make a few trades between our rosters and s- see if WWE actually does any of that or if we're just insane people. Isn't that exciting? Wouldn't that be fun to do? No. Well, we're going to do it anyway, because I want to see just how much logic we can put into these trades. You just want to see what you can offer me that will finally make me give up Emma. That's true, I will do And the answer is nothing, so give up! Nah, I think I I can put together a good package. And if not, I have a plan B for the women. So we'll see what happens when we get to that point. But what else happened on Raw? Vince came out, and the crowd very much informed him of their opinion of Roman Reigns. I mean, yeah, and also that he has no chance in hell. Well, yeah, but, you know, that that just comes naturally. Mm-hmm. He didn't seem to care about their opinions on Roman Reigns, however. Well, yeah, because he's Vince McMahon. He, does, he, he never gives a fuck with the, with the Raw after Mania crowd thinks. I mean, he did seem to care about their thoughts on Stephanie, though. That's his daughter. Which was, hey, let's see her go through a table again and not be on the show anymore again, because that was a great thing that happened. Not very nice. It's not, but also Stephanie McMahon. But it's also his daughter. But Stephanie McMahon. Still his daughter. Still the worst character on the show. Worse than Roman? A hundred times. Worse than Mick Foley? A million times. Okay. Damn. Mick Foley was bad, but the heart of the... The root of the issue for why Mick Foley is bad is Stephanie McMahon. Hmm, well, maybe they should put another authority figure that'll make things better. Kurt Angle! Sure, Kurt Angle's cool. I don't know how to feel about this. Honestly, I'm I'm pretty skeptical about it. I I liked what he did so far. Like he was kind of comedic. Yeah, no, he was a, a funny face GM, and I enjoy that. I like what they've done with it so far. I'm excited to see more of him. I want this focus to stop being on the GM. 
and I feel like it's only a matter of time. Like, remember, we got a month break last year, but it's only a matter of time before Stephanie comes back. And when Stephanie comes back, we either get one of two things. We either get the exact same story that we got with Mick Foley of Stephanie McMahon is the evil man of the evil commander and Angle's going to be the reticent underling or or Angle's going to fall in line and be the evil GM, which gets us yet another evil authority figure running Monday Night Raw and being the ultimate evil. But Kurt Angle was really good in that role when he did it for SmackDown. But I I don't want to see another shitty authority figure running the show and being the ultimate evil. Hey, John. We've literally been doing an, a, a version of that storyline nonstop since 2013. Hey, John. What? It's Monday Night Raw. It's going to keep happening forever. Do something different, at least for, like, a little bit. They are on SmackDown Live. Fuck that! The land of opportunity. You can do both. No, because the writers of Raw only know how to do one thing, and they think they're doing it well, even though they're not. But hey, about four. I don't think they think up. they're doing it well. Well, I I think they're pretty self-aware. I don't know. Vince isn't. We know that. Well, yeah, but. He's a crazy man. Also, he makes the calls. He's a crazy man. I know. If you had to run a wrestling business, wouldn't you be a crazy person? Yeah, I guess probably. Yeah. Anyway, as we alluded to earlier, Emma returned. And that was awesome. It's true. She did. And she was evil Emma. It's, she. It was like she never left. She looked fucking great. She looked hadn't missed a step. So good. Weird. She's good at wrestling, and then she she understands her character, and she actually looks deadly in the ring. I know her entrance is awesome. I don't know if it was just you know because she was a new toy, but I think she was the best looking you know competitor in that six person tag. I think it has nothing to do with that, and it has everything to do with the fact that Emma is the fucking best. I would like to see how she would fare on the blue brand. And she came out looking f- like furious and on fire. I think that she looked absolutely fantastic. Yes. She she should never have done that Emelina stuff. No, it was a bad idea. Good it's, thing we're past it. Yep. Evil Emma is where it's at. Also, it was weird that she and Dana were on opposite sides fighting each other. Eh, they they made it. They made it good. They acknowledged it. Yep. They. It's. I think those two should. They. Probably, it was perfect the way they acknowledge you know, it. Of like, you're a fucking joke. I'm not even gonna fight you. Get Bailey in here. Damn. That was wonderful. Tell me that wasn't wonderful. It was pretty good. Should we uh, assume anything from the uh, post match situation with Charlotte? Or was oh, just was Charlotte getting uh, getting tapped out by Sasha because, of course, you know, 
we can't have a nice thing like Emma winning a return match. Although I guess that's not a terrible thing. Like, you know, I, I do complain when it's like, oh, they never do the Lucha Underground thing of, of having someone lose a match, but look fucking fantastic at doing it. And well, they totally did it. I meant more so that Naya and Emma turned on Charlotte. Do you no. read into that, or is it just, you know, heels? Heels gonna heels. heal. Heels gonna okay. heal. Okay. That's what I wanted to know. Fuck a Charlotte. Hmm. wonder how she would do... I'm gonna throw it out there. I think it's a little weird, and the thing I will read into is uh, they had no acknowledgement whatsoever of Charlotte face planting into the, into the turnbuckle. Uh, what do you mean, from the night before? Yeah. It's as if that whole thing was bullshit and they should have just overlooked it because it was all bad. Yeah, I guess so. It's just... It's like, what, they're going to show the footage of the turnbuckle pad still being on the fucking turnbuckle? I'm just saying exposed? that I would have thought that, like, if they were going to fucking do it, they'd like, the point would at least be have Charlotte be like, No, I, you, you didn't actually beat me again! I didn't lose uh, fairly again, hey, and John. nope. It's, it's as just... if they couldn't start any storylines because there's a shakeup happening next week. I guess so. One of those people could be on the blue brand. I guess so. It just feels weird that like the biggest show after the fucking you know after WrestleMania, like was typically the 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 show of shows of the year. And we got a bunch of stuff. We got a bunch of things where it's like, okay, well, these characters might not be on next week. Things might be totally different. Bye. Mm-hmm. And like, it, I feel like that's also kind of weird when we get into SmackDown, where like they fucking debuted a whole bunch of people. Like they debuted way more people than on Raw. Like you know, basically the exciting things on Raw. We'll get to the to the one big debut. But like it was you know it was the return of Emma and the return of Finn Bauer, both fucking fantastic and wonderful and made John, me so happy. They, four people debuted on Raw. What do you mean? Say yeah. I was going to get to that, fucker. I I'm said t- we'll get to that. No, I'm, I'm telling you to say yeah. No, because I want to finish my point. Okay, I'm just saying that, that more people debuted on Raw than SmackDown. No, because I'm still, I'd am still, still say the only people that debuted are the Revival, and that's a tag team. Oh, that's true. I, Finn, Finn and Emma are just returning. You're right. Yeah, that's what I said. Finn and Emma are returning. My bad. Yeah. And the same number of people debuted on both brands then. Yeah, it's just one's the tag team, so they're going to work together, and it's only going to be one thing, whereas, you know, you well, got what, Shinsuke and you got Ty. Which, what if they, what if they teamed up? I just, and I, the thing I think about is, like, you know, yeah, you had Shinsuke and Ty debut on, on SmackDown, and that's awesome, and it's really cool. What if they're fucking gone next week? Uh, I've, I have a feeling that that, that won't happen. They should be immune. That should be the rule. If if you debuted the week before, you should not be eligible to be traded away immediately. I mean, okay, but, like, they haven't specified that or said anything, so, like, on what basis other than because we want that? Because it would make no fucking sense to debut them on a specific brand and start storylines if you're going to just trade them away. 
This is WWE. Nothing makes sense. That's fair. I'm, I'm, I'm just telling you what I think. I'm not saying that's what's going to happen. It's just what I think. Also, they didn't really start storylines as much as they just had, like, you know, um, guys debut. The, the New Day storyline with the eh. revival? Uh, and a tease at a Miz thing with Nakamura? Eh. Again, like, they, they gave little teases of things that they can just as easily pull the, pull the plug on next week. Well, that, that's to give us doubt, but I don't think they're going to do anything like that. I'm just saying, it's like, yeah, clearly it's probably not something they're going to do, but, like, the possibility is still there and still very apparent, and it's more than just being like, oh, well, that's just to give him doubt. It's not to give it doubt, it's because it's actually just a possibility. John, stop scaring me that I'm going to lose Nakamura and just move on. I'm not trying to scare you. I'm just saying. Nope. This is all dumb. Well, yeah. Should have waited for this, or should have announced, or should have done it today, yesterday, whatever. I don't know. Point is, the fucking revival debuted, and that's awesome. I love the revival. Say yeah. I did. And then also, fuck your ice cream cart. I fuck Kofi's leg too. Yeah, Kofi, I think, is taking some time off, so that makes sense to have an injury angle and make the revival look awesome. Pretty much. Let Kofi go take some time and hang out with his kids. Whatever. Yeah. He's got kids. He needs this job. Wait, wait, no, sorry. It's the wrong person. Wrong person. Man, you, you're going to have to really convince me to get rid of Heath Slater if you want him that bad. I, I don't know. All right, we'll, we'll get to that later. But the revival looked great. They had a great match. The crowd was into them, and the crowd said, "Yeah, a lot." I mean, of course they did, because they go hard. I liked it. I, I, I'm happy that your tag team division has some good tag teams. Yeah, and now give me some. Your tag team division is maybe. Well, I think that's a good way to put it. Your tag team division is maybe. Well, I'll, when I talk to you about talking smack, we'll see about that. Did you watch Talking Smack this week? No. I didn't really watch SmackDown this week, frankly. Uh, all right, well, let's let's get through Raw and then I will tell you what you missed. I'll tell you about is maybe. Also, Mashdown Babylon in the chat says top guys. Top guys. True. Now they're all top right. guys in the main roster. I mean, they really are top guys and. If they don't get the belt soon, it's going to be a bummer. Although, I guess that's the thing is, you know, now that you have the of uh, fucking what's their names here? They're, God, I can't believe I did that. The revival here. Like, what do you need Gals and Anderson for? They're the same characters. Let them go hang out with Styles. Or have Styles go hang out with them. The one thing I do know from your show is that Styles was very adamant that he would like to stay. And Shane was like, yeah, okay. I would also like him very much to stay. But I don't always get what I want. I mean, it would be very cool if he fought the, the the Shinsuke man. Yeah, it would be. The knee man. And that's why it's probably not going to happen. Cause I Shut up! Things. What if they both come to Raw? How about you go to hell, and I will stop covering SmackDown. 
Good, that wasn't my plan all along. Anyway, so uh, one last thing I want to talk about uh, before we – I mean, I got two more things actually. But one thing that I did talk about in the article on the website that you can go read, prowrestling.cool. Did I mention we have a Patreon? Um, yo, man, I like Chris Jericho. I like that promo he cut. I like him threatening to put Kevin Owens' fingertip on the list and then getting straight up murked. You know what the crowd likes, John? It. Beach balls. And everything about Chris Jericho. They do like beach balls, and we're not going to talk about that cruiserweight match because that cruiserweight match was fucking painful. No, I just like that Jericho brought the beach balls. Read about it on the site. For where I talk about how a beach ball is over, more over than the entire cruiserweight division, and you could hear a pin drop during Mustafa Ali's entrance. Where is as if Drew Gulak was right the whole time. Go, go Gulak, go. I mean, he's still wrong, though, because he keeps losing. He and being wrestled. suck. So, he's not losing when he's not wrestling. Because so. he is a trash man, so he doesn't try! Fuck you, we'll talk about him on 205 Live. He is the best character on that show. You want to talk about Goldberg's promo? Oh, from uh, the Raw talk? Yeah. I I mean, technically the end of Raw, but, you know, cut it off of television, and that was the dark match that for the crowd. Cool. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was great. No, I'm, yeah, I'm being pithy, but no, I, I thought that his speech was absolutely wonderful. I thought that you know, as I wrote on the on the site, I think it did a beautiful job of humanizing him in a way that, like, it recontextualized his run in a way that I think that it should have been more put in that context. Like, and I think that the the ways in which I really liked this run were when Goldberg was completely unwilling to to stay to the context that they wanted it because I feel like WWE very much positioned this. As, yo, this is Bill Goldberg from the 90s. Remember him? Like, they tried to encapsulate his entire WCW run into, like, five or six months. And they did a good job. But, like, I, as I wrote about on the site, I think the thing that they wanted was they wanted him to be classic old Goldberg, who was kind of a shit and didn't care about the business and believed his own hype. And what they instead got... You know, he would try to play that character as best as he could, but what they instead got is a much older, much more humble man who was actually doing this because he wanted to share a part of his life with a family that never got to see it. And I think that's a wonderful and beautiful actual story, regardless of what the wrestling story was. And I wish that they had maybe given that a little more focus than they did. Good for Dadberg. Yeah, no. God Dadberg did good. And I'm I think, you know, I can't be I can't be upset with anyone or anything. And you know, I think that the thing that really struck out to me was, you know, one of the things he said was he came back in part because he wanted to have a shot to fix the as he said, debacle of WrestleMania twenty. And you oh. know what? dare you. He and Brock did good. I was at that match at WrestleMania 20. It was not good. Right? It was bad. <laughs> but good for him. And you know what? Say what you will about how intense or how crazy or how much wrestling happened in that Brock Lesnar-Goldberg match at Mania. 
You know, I feel like a bunch of us said on the show, perfect for what it was. It absolutely nailed what it needed to be. And you can see our review of that match at ProWrestling.Cool. It's a website! With a Patreon! What? At Patreon.com slash PWC! Hey, John, you know the whole bit where the Patreon's up there so we don't have advertising? Yeah. You need to you need to chill out a little bit. <laughs> it's our first week, man, and I feel like people didn't listen to the Monday stream, so we gotta do the, the we're doing the, the telethon. It's all week. It's okay. like PBS. We gotta do that telethon all week. Fair because enough. we might not get funding from the government anymore. Oh, God. Oh, boy. Can I talk to you about the SmackDown? First, let me say one last thing about Raw. What? It was pretty good. I can't believe it. I know, it's weird, right? Anyway, tell me about the SmackDown. Uh, first, let me talk about Raw. What? Let me tell you that I think that your crowd was terrible, especially <laughs> during that Cruiserweight match. My crowd was fine. That Cruiserweight match was unfortunate, I admit, but... Fuck the cruiserweights. I mean, goddamn. I'm sorry, but goddamn. That division is just so fucking dead. Here's the thing, John. Crowd on Tuesday night. Fucking great. Love this crowd. Never- oh, what are the odds that the SmackDown editor is like, oh, something on SmackDown was great. I love this show. It's my favorite thing ever. I mean, it's it's true on both counts. But also because... They did a disclaimer at the top of the show, and they didn't need to because the crowd never hijacked the show. Or chant about fucking owls. Or anything vulgar. or Well, yeah, because you don't have any exciting TNA stars that need to be informed that we agree with them that that owl is terrible. True. You also don't have Roman Reigns, the worst man in the world. True. Our show is pretty good. I can't wait for this shakeup to ruin everything. Very you wanted it. Also, um, the crowd carried over to 205 Live. They were actually active for the show, and they actually enjoyed the wrestling that was going on in the, in the ring. Not Go possible. figure. And that's true. They actually did cheer for the matches in the ring and weren't talking about beach balls. I refuse to believe this. You are a liar. I am not. It's on the network. See it for yourself. And besides... You just wish you had a beach ball. I mean, come on. Uh, I mean, I have, like, a bunch of new toys. Beach balls are great! Including uh, the proposal that Bray Wyatt had at the top of the show. Beach balls are great! John. I have to tell you that Bray Wyatt proposed a House of Horrors match for the next match he has with Randy Orton for the title. And I don't know what that is. As soon as I heard the name House of Horrors, I thought old school WCW Dungeon of Doom bullshit, and I'm automatically in, because um, with what they were doing with the feud leading up to WrestleMania, they had the whole, you know, crazy cinematic things going on, you know, the house burning, that crucifix into the soul of Sister Abigail with crazy visual effects, and then for the match for WrestleMania, it's, oh, we incorporated some projections to add the creepiness to it. Maggots! But John, what if they did pretty much what what the Broken Hardys did and did like a cinematic match inside a haunted house? 
I mean, do you actually think that's going to be what they do? They might. It's a House of Horrors match. We don't know. It might literally be a, a House of Horrors. Because if it's just a, a cage match with weapons, I'm going to be very upset. Well, I hope you're excited for this year's Asylum match. Nope. No, nope, no Asylum match. 69 tax. No, no. Wait, did you say 69? I did, which is nice, I know. Nice. But also, that's really how many tacks that Jericho got pulled out of him, remember? Nice. He said it a lot. You just wanted to say 69 a lot. You're probably right. Yep. That totally was why. Because he's Jericho, man. It's it's the tax of Jericho. Stick him in, man. This will be my last appearance on the Heel Turn podcast. You say that a lot, John. I do say it a lot because you do a lot of things that make me want to quit. I'm sorry. Except I'm not, really. I know you're not! I'm excited to see what this has of horrors match is and if they actually go full crazy cinematic match. It'll be very good. It'll be something, all right. Uh, Mojo Raleigh had a backstage segment. Sure. He was talking about the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal with his trophy. Being interviewed by Dasha, and his uh, his promo was something. Because the first half was him talking about wanting the party with the ghost of Andre the Giant. Which, you know, okay. a recurring character on this podcast. And then, all of a sudden, halfway through, he turned and got very serious about how honored it is to have his WrestleMania moment. And to win this prestigious battle royal and how it's going to elevate his career and make him step up. And then he started getting hyped, and Dasha did not understand the hype. And that was it. I enjoyed it. It was weird, but I enjoyed it. I I hope this means big things for Mojo on SmackDown, which is where he should be. He should not be on Raw. Okay. Um... But yeah, we talked earlier about the NXT call-ups that happened on SmackDown, like uh, Kurt Hawkins calling out somebody and then a debut happening, and it being Ty Dillinger. The The 10 man. The perfect 10. Your former son, who is now my son. How do you feel about that, John? I've adopted your son now. If you love something, you have to set it free. Good, because he's he has much more chance of succeeding on SmackDown than on Raw. Shut your whore mouth. Hey, John, how's Sami Zayn doing? I mean, he kicked Jinder Mahal in the face. Oh, boy, Jinder Mahal, that's a big deal. Hey, Jinder Mahal almost won the Andre the Giant Battle Royal, thank you. Nobody remembers second place. Well, nobody remembers first place either because it's the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Who fucking cares? Um, excuse me. Uh, Baron Corbin? Cesaro. Who? I wonder how he would do on the blue brand. That'd probably be cool. But also, um, John Cena and The Miz, you know, they had their match at uh, WrestleMania. So, 
the Miz and Maurice on this show were, said they were going to call out John Cena and Nikki Bella. And after this, people would never see them for a very long time. And guess what? What's John, that? John Cena and Nikki Bella came out. Okay. Except it was the Miz and Maurice dressed up as them. In Whoa! Doing, and the best part was that the crowd did not realize it at first. Because the impressions were so spot on. And then as soon as we got a closer look, they're like, oh, okay. I get it now. This is just a bit. And they did their robotic thing. And the Miz pretty much said that he was right all along because, like you pointed out uh, on Monday, that the fact that he proposed at WrestleMania with all the cameras around just proves that their relationship is just for publicity. Yep. Miz what did I out. sell you? Miz pointed that out, said, we actually win. They're going away forever. So everyone say, everyone chant, uh, no more Cena, which they did. And before he could leave the ring, uh, a man with a violin showed up. And he started playing it. It was real, real nice. And then Shinsuke Nakamura showed up. Ah! And did his NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2 entrance, and it was fucking amazing, and oh my god. I mean, it does make sense when a, when a violin man comes out. Yep, whenever a violin plays, Nakamura is close behind. He did all his weird moves, and he did the yow, and the crowd ate it up and sang a song, and it was the best debut of the week. Even more so than the Hardys. Is that going too far? Uh, eh. I'll allow it. I mean, that it's was really good. That was a really good. It, like, he didn't even say anything. He just did his weird Nakamura things. Yeah, he doesn't need to. It's Nak. Yeah. And what's he got to say? And maybe he's going to feud with the, the Miz. And I, I want to see what those promos are. As long as it's not relying on the Miz saying you can't speak English properly. Well, I hope that you are excited for The Miz to feud with Shinsuke Nakamura when they both get traded to Raw. Nope. It's not happening. That is not happening, sir. Not not in our fake draft, not in the real draft. But, uh, you know what happened on SmackDown as well? We had a Baron Corbin versus Dean Ambrose match. Cool. Remember the one on the WrestleMania kickoff that was not very good? No, I don't, actually. Well, I remember this one, because this one was a million times better, because it was a street fight. Okay, then. And they had tables, they had steel chairs. At one point, Dean Ambrose beat the shit out of Corbin with a leather belt. Oh, dear. It was extremely good. This... The crowd was way into it. I was way into it. It was intense. It was brutal. It's what this feud needed. Based on all the shit that they were doing with the backstage attacks and the forklifts. This was perfect. Including the ending where Baron Corbin hit the end of days and pinned Dean Ambrose. New Intercontinental Champion. Nope. Then it, what's the point? It was non-title. Because it sets up the title match now, I guess. Because it, 
Come on, you're not going to take a Continental title defending a street fight. They have to do a forklift match. We well, you know what's going to be great? What? When, when they oh, have the Intercontinental title defense at WWE Payback after Dean Ambrose and Baron Corbin are traded to Monday Night Raw. Hey, John. Why do you keep why do you keep saying terrible things? It's gonna happen. No, it's not. You know it's gonna one happen. of them might happen. You know it's gonna happen. One of them will anything. happen only You're on not one condition. Anything. And you we'll talk about that anything. later. You're not allowed to have anything. You just accept it. Uh, actually, I do need things. Thank you very much. Your life is forfeit. You are worth nothing. Also, you're you're not allowed to have AJ Styles. Even though you're probably going to get AJ Styles. Because AJ Styles showed up when Shane McMahon was in the ring and they shook hands and they have respect for each other. And also AJ Styles does not want to leave SmackDown which means he's going to leave SmackDown. Sadness forever. You're going to leave SmackDown. Uh, nope. That's not happening. I'm still covering SmackDown. It's just, it won't be the same SmackDown as this week. Are you excited to get the AJ Styles and then write him terribly and it'd be upsetting? I mean, I'm excited to get the AJ Styles. I mean, he's going to have the raw writers behind him. It's going to be, and he's going to be with the club. So they're going to do a bunch of dick jokes. Are that sounds excited? like AJ Styles. I mean, he doesn't do the dick, dick jokes on the SmackDown. Okay, no, I'm wrong. He did do Dick, Dick Jones, but that was months ago. And that's also Dean Ambrose's fault. Is it? Yes. Also, uh, Eric Rowan came back. He's got a, a Morton Joe-style sheet mask. It's very cool. Hooray! Also, in the main event where they took on Luke Harper and Randy Orton, Bray Wyatt uses magic powers to ditch... Luke uh, Eric Rowan as he got beaten two on one. That's not nice. No, it's not, and I don't understand. Like, either this has to be you know a, a trap, or Ray is just real shitty to Eric on his first night back, and he has no reason to stick with him. Maybe Eric Rowan will go to Raw. You want him? No. Okay. That's it for SmackDown. It was very good. I enjoyed it a lot. Hockey Smack also happened, and there's one thing of note on there. Which is? The Uso showed up as not on the guest list. They cool. just, sh- just showed up and said, uh, yeah, I've read this Pro Wrestling Not Cool website. It's, it's, you know, it's not cool. It's a website. And I don't know if they actually said that. I'm paraphrasing. And they said, yeah, they pointed out this whole thing about how every single championship was defended on Sunday, except ours. And that's kind of fucked up. So, what are the point of these belts? Why why do they exist? What are we doing here? And they said, and then Chain's like, yeah, you're right. Um, Next week, if you guys are both still on the, uh, on the SmackDown... You'll defend them against American Alpha. Which the Usos had the correct reaction, said, 
Again? <laughs> and then Shane pointed out, going, what, are you scared? You scared you're going to lose? And they go, no, fuck you. We'll, we'll beat them. So, yeah, we'll get, we'll finally get that tag team title match a week late. Whoops. I did appreciate, though, that the use of... Cool. When talking about the possible teams being drafted over to SmackDown, they listed off uh, the Bullet Club again. I do appreciate that every time they say that. This is like the second time they've called the club the Bullet Club. And now I want the Young Bucks on SmackDown. Can we make that happen? Nope. No. Come on, they could have a super kick party. Your life is forfeit. Fine. How about 205 Live? Your life is forfeit. No, 205 Live happened. We got the Brian Kendrick versus the Akira Tozawa for the 500th time. You excited? No. Well, do you want to know how it ended? No. You want to take a guess? Tozawa finally won. Yes. But the way he did it was pretty good. Okay. While Tozawa was up on the top rope, Kendrick was complaining to the ref that he got poked in the eye. Ow, my face. And the ref's like, "Uh, no, that that did not happen. So then Tozawa jumps off the ropes, but uh, Kendrick ducks and uh, whoops, Tozawa's knee buckled. He's injured. What? Yeah, his knee buckled, he's injured. The referee had to check him out. And uh, when as soon as Brian Kendrick turned his back, Tozawa rolled him up and pinned him. Oh, okay. Because he used one of Kendrick's le- lessons. And he said, now that's my first lesson to you. It's like, okay, Tozawa, that's pretty good. There you go. That was good. The second match we had was even better. How do you feel about the Rich Swan? I hear that he, people can't handle it. You know who can handle it? No. Oni Lorkin. Wait, what? Oni Lorkin. The NXT man? Yes. What's he doing here? He's, he's in town. He's going to fight the Rich Swan. And by fight him, I mean he's going to beat the fucking shit out of him. Holy shit. Ah! He did, he did the thing where he uppercut him in the corner forever and just hit him with a Ton of dope moves, and have I mentioned I love Oni Lorcan that he's great and he should be on all the shows? Yes. Well, he did great. Swan, okay. you know, Swan could not really get his offense going because he just got strong styled till he died. Including, he did a running Alabama slam into the middle turnbuckle, and it looked incredible. Oni Lorcan's great. But then, of course, Swan got the momentum eventually and then hit the Phoenix Splash and won. And then the post-match thing happened where he grabbed the mic and said, Hey, guys, guess what? I I was the one who did all the presents for the Alicia Fox because this storyline's great. Hooray. Okay. Cool. Why? Because I, I don't know. Dark couldn't handle it? Nope. Could not. So we'll see what the hell happens there. 
But more importantly, what happened was Drew Gulak uh, confronted Mustafa Ali in, in the hallway. And now we're figuring out what his gimmick is, and I'm 100% in on this Drew Gulak thing. As if I wasn't already. Because he was pointing out like how you're doing all the flipping moves and stuff, he said. You should have a more conservative style in the ring. And that, at the end of the day, he wants to be on the right side of history. Nope. Uh-huh. Nope. Yep. Nope. Drew Gulak's doing a super conservative gimmick, and it's and he has a red tie on, and he straightens it every time he talks about being conservative and shit, and it's amazing. That's weird. I love it. It's so good. Oh, I love Drew Gulak. Also, he was right because fucking Mustafa Ali had a match later, and he, spoilers, he lost. He what? Are you telling me that Mustafa Ali lost? Yeah. But uh, before that happened, uh, all of a sudden, we go to the uh, to the stage, and Trent Seven's there. Also, the Mark Andrews was there. Wait, what? Also, the Wolfgang was there. Wait, what? The Pete Dunne was also there. What the, what the fuck? And then, of course, with music, out came uh, Tyler Bate with his UK championship. Now, hold on a second here. And oddly enough, he also had suspenders and glasses on. It was very weird. What's up? What's, what's your problem? I feel like... I don't know. Something doesn't seem right here. Why, why are these guys on 205 Live? They're not. They're just showing up to reintroduce themselves to the crowd. To which uh, Tom Phillips, the commentary, said, Good news. Very soon, they're going to start up a weekly UK Championship TV show on the network. Oh, great. Another show for us to watch. Nope, I'm not watching it. Especially if the division only has five people. That's, uh, nope. I mean... Consider that the SmackDown women's division currently only has, like, six. Yeah, but it's also a part of a show. It's not the entire show. It's not an hour-long show with just the five women. Bring in the Bollywood boys! Nope. They're not from the UK. Former colony. Doesn't count. Or else we would put uh, Buddy Murphy on there. Do it! He's a criminal. He's got nothing else to do. No, come on, man. That's not nice. Uh. Oh, uh, Neville came out after this, and he cut a promo that I fell asleep halfway through. He probably said good stuff. I don't know. I wrote down a bunch of stuff, but I don't care. Then, um... Thanks, John. I'm I'm going to leave that in the notes now, what you just put. You should. Because typing on an iPad is very difficult. Thank you. I'm aware. So, uh, yeah, if you want to see the notes that John just Also put. really difficult on t- oh, doing on an iPad, working on Webhook. Yeah, I know. It's not my fault. <laughs> you know. Oh, the pains of bringing this website to you. Yeah, she says if you should give us a dollar to keep doing that or something. But I digress. 
Fatal 4-Way No More Contender match between Jack Gallagher, TJ Perkins, Mustafa Ali, and Austin Aries. Winner gets to fight for the Cruiserweight title. Whoa! Uh, do you want to guess The illustrious Cruiserweight title. You want to guess who won out of those four? Yes. It's Austin Aries. Of course it was Austin Aries. The only guy who has any momentum and people caring and also... Wow. Yeah, okay. That <laughs> doing fe- this again, huh? That feud bored me by the time we got to WrestleMania. So the fact that we're doing another month of it, I I don't know if I can handle that. That's how I feel about, like, everything in the cruiserweight division. Well, yeah, because you have to watch the uh, abridged version on Raw, which is not very good. Yeah, but honestly, like, hearing you talk about 205 Live and the little bit of 205 Live I watched, because I watched the, the first match, I I saw the, the Kendrick Tozawa for a little bit mm-hmm. before I went, eh... Like, man, no. Drew Gulak's cool, though. I like him. I want to see where that goes. That's the only thing that interests me about this entire show. So, yeah, that's 205 Live. How about uh, a little NXT that happened tonight? Let's go through it very quickly. Uh, Billy Kay fought Aaliyah. Eh. No, you're wrong. Peyton, Peyton Royce, Royce fought Aaliyah? Yep. Now I well, think uh, Now I get to write a funny thing in the notes. Uh, I like Peyton Royce. She was good in this. Uh, it's fine, I guess. Aaliyah's not very good, I guess. That's true, but whatever. It's fine, I guess. The next match was good, though. <laughs> Heavy machinery? I almost said high voltage because you wrote that in the notes. Damn it. Because they are basically high voltage. Or as I put in the notes, two ice trains and high voltage's bodies. And they fought the Bollywood boys who have a weird star thing going on. Yeah, they're they're now Goldust and Stardust's non-union equivalents. The, because one of them is really into Hollywood and carrying around a clapper, and one of them Bollywood? is covered in stars. Bollywood, not Hollywood. Come on. Bollywood boys. What is Z? Like I said, non-union equivalent. Yeah. I I like the part where the one big guy had one of the Bollywood guys in a bear hug and then threw him to the other guy who caught him into a bear hug. That's pretty funny, actually. That was great. I am way into heavy machinery. They're a thing. They're awesome. I want to see them be fleshed out more. Because the stuff they're doing in the ring is super entertaining. Which is more than what I could have said for 205 Live. Sure, okay. They had a video package recapping uh, the the title match at uh, NXT TakeOver Orlando. uh, In which they then went into an entire recap of Shinsuke Nakamura's entire NXT career, and I went, wait a minute, did Shinsuke die? I mean, NXT Shinsuke died, yes, so... He didn't die, he merely ascended. Yeah. And then Oni Lorcan fought uh, a mystery opponent, who turned out to be El Vagabondo! Or as he called himself, El Vagabondo. Vagabondo. 
He then he played a song on his guitar. He did. And he is what NXT needs or whatever the hell he says. It was Elias Sampson, you guys. But here's the thing, though. It was Elias Sampson in a mask, except... (laughs) Yeah? He was insanely fucking over with the crowd, and it made no sense to me. Like, wait, is Elias Sampson now a cult hero now because he came came in in a fucking luchador mask? No, but here's the thing. And did the same terrible thing that we've always hated him for? Yeah, because Oni Lorcan was, like, calling him out as being the drifter, and the crowd booed... Oni Lorcan and chanted no. <laughs> like no, the crowd Christ. was very much against Oni Lorcan for this entire match. He literally he lost them at that point, and he never got them back. And their chant for Vegabundo, <laughs> so good. This is the most over that Samson has ever been. It was so hilarious because they tried, they booked the match as if he was going to be the heel, but he totally wasn't. <laughs> this crowd just fucking revolted. But here's the thing, though, John. As soon as the mask was ripped off him, the, the crowd booed him. <laughs> they go away. It's this guy. Oh right. no, it is him. Boo! Oh, him. That guy. That was the best part. Was the crowd gasping and then booing. Ah, <laughs> uh, good job, crowd. You were great. So yeah, uh, you know uh, the NXT that they filmed before Takeover, never that important or that great. It's fun. It was I fun. like this one. If anything, you should see that part of the show because it was really funny. It's really weird. I'm I'm way into it. The crowd playing along a little too much. I think. Oh come on, it's great. They're having fun, Maggle. Bizarro world, Bizarro land. Yep. That really is NXT in general, though. Bizarro land. So, John, we have one last thing to do on the show. And it is because next week is the Superstar Shake-Up. See if we can just pitch each other a couple of trades. and See if the other person would go for it, if it were actually going to take effect. Hey, John. All right, Owen. Let's hear it. I, I, I want the Emma. What are you willing to give up for the Emma? You know, I don't want just Emma. I want, I want Emma, and I want Dana Brooke. I want them as, as a group. I don't know. I feel like I could, uh, I could make some money off of fighting those two against each other. I don't know. What, what are you willing to give me there? What if I give you Mickey James and Alexa Bliss? Really willing to give me Bliss, huh? For Emma to become the new top heel on the brand? Yeah. I don't remember two top heels. And plus, you get Mickey James, who could be your buddy again or be your opponent. Works either way. And here's another thing, John. The Raw women don't have any veterans on there. I want Natalia and Becky Lynch. What do you? What would you trade for that? That's, that's the. I was so I'm saying, Emma. If you want Emma and Dana Brooke, Natalia and Becky Lynch. No. If you're if you would want Natalia and Becky Lynch, you would need to give me Dana Brooke and Sasha Banks. <laughs> Fuck that. 
Hey, if you want, if you want one of the f- horse women, you gotta trade one. That's how it works, man. I ain't gonna let you have all four of the horse women. You kidding me? That that's bullshit. <laughs> if anything, I, I sh- you should give me Charlotte for Alexa Bliss. That seems I'll, like a fair trade. You want Charlotte for Alexa Bliss? Yeah. You know what? Sure. I'm willing to take that. Alright, I can see it actually happening, too. Alright. Done. Cool. I want Styles. If you want Styles, you gotta give me Seth Rollins. Deal. Alright, easy. And that's another one I think could actually happen. Yeah, I, I can see that. Uh, if I wanted Sami Zayn and Cesaro, what would you want in return? I don't know, man. You're breaking up a tag team there. Ah, oh, man. You want to eat in English? <laughs> no. I'll just throw. Him no, in for free. I don't. I'll just throw him in for free with whatever else you want. Okay. All right. That's f- okay. Hmm. Does he want to have he he can team up with Sheamus? They're both pasty white guys. Think about it. Still though, I feel like if you're breaking up a tag team, like you, you have enough tag teams. But I feel like we need another. You're, you're not doing what I think you're going to do. Cause the answer is no. American Alpha. Oh wait, America. Oh okay. Um, Who'd you think I wanted? I thought you wanted Brazongo. And I was like, nope, that's not happening, because they would die a fiery death on Raw. They would be where Jinder is. American Alpha and Aiden English. For Cesaro and Sami Zayn. Done. Okay. 100%. Come on, I could could have Sami Zayn against Cesaro on SmackDown, you kidding me? I mean, there could be Sami Zayn against Cesaro on Raw, and it doesn't happen. So you're not going to get Sami Zayn against Cesaro on SmackDown. You don't know that. Cesaro is a face and Sami Zayn is a face. They're not going to fight each other. Fine, they're a tag team now. They just became best friends. Boom. Take that. Sami Zayn's not allowed to have friends. Everybody hates him. Land of opportunity, my friend. Nope. Hmm. Vince still calls shots. I have a crazy trade. I... How about I want Kevin Owens? Well, I mean, he and Sammy are destined to fight forever, so... And I'll give you... Since he's the United States champion, I'll give you the Intercontinental champion. I'll give you Dean Ambrose. I want the Miz. No, you don't get the Miz. Why? Why would you want the Miz? For Kevin Owens? You, you want to take my top heel? I'm going to take your top heel. I'm giving you one of my tough faces. Fine, if you're going to do that, then give me Roman Reigns. For who? For the, it's part of the deal. It's going to be uh, Kevin Owens and Roman Reigns for The Miz and... What was the other one? Uh, Dean Ambrose. Former Shield member for former Shield member. There you go. All right. Yeah, sure. You can have you can have Reigns. All right, cool. I'll I take get... Ambrose. I like Ambrose. Sweet. 
So that would totally work out. I think that's enough trades, right? Unless there's anyone else you would think of. Hmm. I think I think I don't know, these are benefiting both their rosters right now. Yeah. Um. I'll give you Rusev for Ty. No, try someone else. Ty's too new. I haven't had a chance to use him yet. But he's perfect, and he's my son! If you want Ty, then you need to give Rusev and Enzo and Cass. I mean, I fucking hate Enzo and Cass, so that's really easy for me, but I feel like that's probably a bad trade. No, no. If if you want Enzo and Cass, you're going to have to give Brazongo. Nope. Because if you try to get rid of both Ty Dillinger and Brazongo from my side, that's insane. Are you kidding me? That takes away the entire mid-card. Come to me. Nope. Sorry. You broke that. You can keep Rusev now. Cool. He's handsome. But he's not perfect. But he's handsome. He has a wife, okay? Yeah. He rode a tank. That's all I got. I have one last trade for you. Alright. I will trade you JBL for Corey Graves. No. Never. Then Corey Graves doesn't have to travel for 205 Live because he's already there. I mean, that would be nice for Corey, but... Do it for Corey. Nah, I love Corey. I want Corey. Alright. I thought I I would give it a shot, but... And besides, Cole travels for 205 anyway. Or for SmackDown anyway. That's because Cole has no life. What, 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 What do you think he would do when he goes home? Call JBL and be like, Hey, what's up? That's why he goes hang out with JBL instead. Ball game. Yep, and that's that's the podcast. This has been Heel Turn, a production of ProWrestling.cool! It's not just cool, it's dot cool. It's our cool website of a wrestling commentary and criticism and articles and all sorts of cool stuff that you can check over at ProWrestling.cool in case we, you didn't understand when I said the URL there earlier. Did you know that it's also a site that's funded by viewers like you? You mean by like a, a, a monthly subscription on Patreon? Yeah, we got a Patreon at Patreon.com slash PWC. You should check us out and like give us a dollar or something. Give us a whole bunch of money. We'll give you various rewards and stuff. You get bonus material and content. You get, you'll get extra articles on the site written by us. Like you get to maybe tell us stuff that you want us to cover. That'd be cool. Just think, John. It's a month's worth of live shows, podcasts. At least two are no, at least four articles every week written out, statistics tracking, reviews every two reviews every month. That's a lot of content. It's dot content. So, like, even paying no. like a dollar. Hold on, can, can, I, can I do another take on that? Go ahead, real quick. It's dot content. No, no, if you, you fucked it up, you done goofed. 
Yeah, just saying that about that. If you if you gave us a dollar every month, that's like a few cents for each one of those things that you enjoy. And it helps motivate us to keep going and be bigger and better. So always growing, always something. Yeah, so if you're able to if you're able to in your in your monthly budget be able to include us, we would greatly appreciate it. And, and we would not, love you forever. And if you can't, uh, tell your friends. I mean, we're still going to make this stuff anyway, because literally hope, we have hope, nothing else to do. I mean, but ho- hopefully we do, because, it, John, this stuff costs money to do. And yeah, I know. Crippling debt may overtake us all. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, again, I anything you're able to do to help us out, greatly appreciate it. If not, just you know, share our content, and maybe your friends will help out. Also, Facebook.com slash PWDOTC. Twitter.com slash The Heel Turn. Listen live every Wednesday at 9.30 p.m. Eastern at Mixler.com slash Zonecast. Indeed. Find me on Twitter at I am John GM. I am at the underscore Ozone. Dan, that's it. Yep, and, you know. We said words. And as always, you know, we're going to give a shout out to our live audience, including. The live audience! Mash Down Babylon, who's. A consistent and fantastic listener. Thanks again for your contributions to the chat. Hell yeah, brother. And that's it for Heel Turn. We'll be back next week with another exciting episode. And by then, our brands will be very different. Or not. Who knows? Uh, They're going to be very different, I can tell. Especially the women, please. Because these matchups are getting very stale. All right, so we'll be back then, and until then... I'm going to go order a cat tree now. A what? A cat tree from a cat. A, a, oh, I thought it was a natural tree like with cats hanging off of it. I mean, technically, it's a cat condo. Well, that's even better. Okay. Bye, everyone. Y'all come back now, here. This podcast is a part of the Zonecast Network, produced and edited by Owen Douglas. Find more of our shows at zonecast.com.